From our family to your family, this is a Legacy of Faith, the podcast. Welcome to A Legacy of Faith, the podcast designed to help your family survive the day, plan for tomorrow, and always keep an eye on eternity. Welcome to episode number 162 of the program. Lee, we're actually on schedule. Yay! Try not to jinx anything, but we're actually on schedule. And the plan is, I believe, we're actually going to uh, intentionally get off schedule. And uh, I think we're going to release a podcast actually next week, and we'll explain why maybe at the end of this program. And uh, But uh, we're, we're actually every couple of weeks... For, this is like three episodes in a row, and uh, we'll get into the subject in just a few moments, but uh, as this is being released, something big happens next week here at the Fawn House. Starting school? Yeah. You, you act like you're surprised by well, that. Well, I was like, I think this is what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I would hope the teacher would know when school starts. At first, I, I was thinking uh, you're going to talk about PTP. Yeah. Like, you know, something great, but then I was like, wait, that's not next week. That's the week after that. Yeah. So school starts on Monday, as this Monday. has been released on Monday. So yep. what's the plan for this year besides, you know, survive? Well, um, we're going to be doing American history this year. We've spent a couple of years studying world history, so we're going to dive into some high school level American history and lots of reading. And then um, we're going to be doing Algebra 2 for... Uh, Mary Carroll and Geometry for Turner and then um, actually going to be studying the flooded book from Apologetics Press for a science science. elective. I think that's really cool. Um, It's kind of like basically a different areas of science and how it's related to the flood Mm -hmm. and so I think that'll be a good overview of science, just different areas of science. Right. And so I'm really excited about it because we've done a couple of years, you know, biology and physical science. So this is going to be more like a general review and we'll get to dig into different areas if yeah, we, we want had, to. More. We asked the kids the other night, you know, what they were looking forward to. And of course, after the usual, like nothing, you know, mm-hmm. where they, uh, Turner actually said he was excited about the science because he knew about the flooded thing mm-hmm. in the Mary Coast. Oh yeah, that's you know, so yeah. they're looking forward to that. Both of them both of them are looking forward to history, which I think is really neat. Right. So yeah. And then we're hoping to do a lot little, little more they always do reading isn't like in a textbook for history, but we're hoping to actually have them read a couple mm-hmm. like of my history like, like some adult history books yeah, instead like, of like yeah. Pretty long things, yeah. you know, pretty detailed things. So. so we're gonna do that and then uh the always working on grammar and yeah. writing. The never, always the never-ending working on grammar and writing and spelling. Yeah, so, but that's next week, beginning next week, and and so another year, junior and sophomore. Mm-hmm. Cannot believe it. Getting there, year twelve technically because you did kindergarten and preschool with them. Yeah. So it's amazing. Uh, yeah. So you've almost made it. Can't believe it. There's really like what three years left, and that'd yeah. be like. Over, over under. What do I do in my life? <laughs> over under ninety-seven times you call me this year, wondering if you can make it. <laughs> We've made it. <laughs> Gambling is not a Christian thing, but the safe bet is over. <laughs> over ninety-seven the school year. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> no, you do a great job, and we're excited. 
it's, it's always exciting when it starts. Your reality usually sets in after a few days, and, gets, <laughs> and it gets difficult. But there's all, as, as much as you kind of focus on the struggles, there's a lot of good days, too, a lot of good yeah. breakthroughs, and so that's, that's exciting. So anyway, it also does kind of tie with our subject for this week, and this is actually a program that sort of uh, came out of our last podcast, if you listen to that one, because you, you made mention of the fact that you know we, we, the last podcast was about basically uh, family devotional ideas when you have teenagers in the house because obviously that's the uh, season of life we're in and one of the things that you mentioned is it'd be kind of neat to do a program about just some things you want the kids to know before you leave the house mm-hmm. because one of the things that's it's obvious but no parent wants to hear it is you're not going to teach them everything right yeah you, you know, just you, you want them to know everything <laughs> you, you want to be the one that says yes we taught them not just a to z but a to z 700 times mm-hmm. over but you know, realizing, you know, as you said, just three years after homeschool, you know, a couple of years left with Mary Carroll, three with Turner, as far as, you know, technically, quote unquote, being under the roof, you know, before they go to college or technical school or whatever they happen to do after they finish their high school years, um, Fried Hartman. Um, <laughs> we have an opinion. Yeah, that's what we like, <laughs> like to happen. But, you know, God may have other plans. We'll see. That's still a couple of years down the road. Um, but what are some things that, we know that we want to make sure we at least can say we made an effort at those things, especially in these last couple of years or so. And we wrote down about six or seven things. Obviously, there's more than these. Mm-hmm. We were talking about before we recorded. We'll probably think of more as we talk. We're going to try to keep this under you know three hours. But but these are some things that, and I will just be honest, really just came top of mind, which really should say this is where our focus is because of the first things that popped our minds. We're just making a list in the, you know, the minutes before we start recording. Right. And it also is just mainly uh, to, to get, get us to think about there are going to be certain things we want them to learn. and Or be reminded of. Be reminded of. Or, and then go through the actual process of starting a list and, yeah. and maybe fine-tuning a list. But this is kind of like, here's... Some, here's a good reason to be starting a list like this. And, of course, they'll all look different from mm-hmm. home to home. I mean, probably most of us would agree on a few and everything. But this is just to kind of get the juices right. flowing, so to speak. Right. And so you know, this list, you may think, oh, you didn't talk about this. It's probably on a list somewhere. Mm-hmm. But these are just, like I said, we could do three hours if we wanted to, trying to talk about very specific things. But we'll just go through these. And uh, like, like Leah said very well, is you know these are just some things we've thought of. Your list may be different. But the key is our word intentionality. Mm-hmm. You know what is it? And it Don't doesn't have to, it. doesn't have to be the exact same list as ours is. Um, your kids may be older, younger. They may be a little more mature in their faith, a little less mature in their faith. They may have different uh, ways of learning, different interests. All that plays into this. So the first thing we wrote down, we actually mentioned on the last podcast, which is kind of where this uh, idea came from, is apologetics. Uh, and that's why I say this kind of ties to the school thing, is you're doing mm-hmm. flooded for our homeschool. That's not why we're doing that necessarily. It helps. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about even stuff whether you homeschool or not, you know, just outside of that mm-hmm. sort of thing, family devotionals, uh, trips you can take, videos you can watch, books you can read, um, just as a family or have your children to, to read or watch or interact with. Um, and and I wrote that one down. You you had said it before, but I and but underneath it on the list specifically, I made sure to write down you know inspiration of the Bible. Obviously, there's a ton of areas under apologetics, creation, evolution, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when I wrote that down, I wrote that inspiration specifically. 
because to me, other than is there a God, <laughs> inspiration underlines every yes. other thing about apologetics, right. you know, creation, evolution, and, and again, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera that come under that. You know, when I pick up this book, as as John Deberry likes to say, is it just a, just some old Bronze Age book, mm-hmm. or is this really the Word of God? And if you can defend that and teach your kids some places to go to research that and to love that and to know how to defend that, they're well on their way in basically every area of apologetics. And really, there's no not an, too early of an age to start that no. in our day and time. You know, we, I was just having a conversation with someone. I can't even remember now who it was, but just having this conversation about how nowadays it's not enough just to teach the kids what's in the Bible. Right. <laughs> because they're going to, you know, you, you could do that all day long in, in at church. You can do this at church. You can do it in your home. But if you don't get past that now, this day, this day and age, you know, the kids in the world, they're going to be taught that, you can't trust the Bible, so it's, you can know just, what's in it all day long. It might be a good literary book, but it's just a myth book. It's just a fairy tale book. It's just a historical book. Right. So it but doesn't. It's not, it's not yeah. the Word of God. So parents can be doing a good job, like, oh, we're going to make sure they know about all the Bible accounts, and you know, they're going to be have all the Bible facts in their mind and everything. And then they go to college, or they get to be a young adult and maybe you know start dating someone, make some friends outside of their little world finally, and then. They're, you know, if they're not grounded in apologetics, all it's going to take is, you know, one person in their life to make them question, well, you know, oh, that's really cute, but, you know, we don't even know if the Bible is, this, you know, and you start having all the conversations and the doubt place. So, you know, now when the kids are growing up is the time to be showing them you can trust your Bible and I mean, you could do this just by using Apologet Express website. <laughs> right. I well, mean, there's a lot more. When, when the lo- kids are much younger, that their book, you know, is the Bible from God, yeah. is wonderful. Well, that's good even for yeah. teenagers. I'll say it's not bad for teenagers, no but, but especially when they're what would you say, maybe tweens, yes. something like that. Yes. But at the age of our kids, it wouldn't be wouldn't hurt to go back through that book, so but especially some of their. It, yeah. um, just the articles on there, some of the videos they have, mm-hmm. et cetera, and then ex- you know, expanding out, you know, and apolo- we will spend the whole time on apologetics, but you know, other things that deal with that, things like the flood, things like mm-hmm. creation, evolution, dinosaurs, you know, so you, you expand this way out to things like you know, trips to the Creation Museum or mm-hmm. the Ark Encounter, both of which happen to be in the state of Kentucky. Kentucky, by the way. I, I don't know when this happened, I just saw it the other day, so it may be an old story. So if it is, you know just take it as okay adam doesn't keep up with the news very much did you see seriously i'm, I'm promise i'm making this up that the ark encounter had to file a claim with their insurance because of water damage no i'm serious they actually did it may have been years ago i, I just saw it the other day but i was oh. like okay that's really funny noah's didn't okay but you know so that's that's a more expensive thing a bigger thing but uh-huh. you know if your kids re- for one thing we've been to the creation we have not been to the ark encounter yet mm-hmm. uh but there's some things we disagree with there, you know, but the overall message of you can trust the Bible, mm-hmm. you talk about something that will reinst- you know, reinstill that in your kids. But yeah. even if you can't afford that, just having family devotionals, you know, reminding the passages like Second Timothy 3, all Scripture is mm-hmm. inspired of God. But what in the world does that mean? We don't use the word inspired very much, you know. Uh, so that that's one. All right, mm-hmm. let's move on. This, this is going to be a seven-hour podcast this space. The second thing we wrote down. It's simply, and some of these are biblical, but more, you know, also very, very practical. The second thing we wrote down was having a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. That's a biblical thing. 
they don't learn that just because you say, hey, go clean your room. It just doesn't happen. It, ta- it takes, yes, having chores or whatever you want to call them around your house, you know, duties, or, but it also takes, hopefully, tying it to the, the biblical mm-hmm. side of things. God expects us, A, to work. Work is not a bad thing. Work is a blessing. You know, Adam and Eve worked in the garden before mm-hmm. sin came into That's the world. True. It was a blessing for them to, t- to tend the garden, for Adam to name the animals and, and those different things. Um, but also, obviously, it's going to be um, the best way to spend life is to not just have a job, but to have a good work ethic. You know, whether whether you're in whether you're a teacher, a preacher, a factory worker, a homemaker, or whatever it is, God doesn't approve of laziness, and that's up to us to. Not just say, go clean your room, but to tie it to the mm-hmm. biblical side of things. Yeah, and why you should do a good job mm-hmm. when you do. <laughs> so that, that yes. that's a very practical one, but one mm-hmm. that, you know, hopefully, and we've got a long way to go on that. We'll admit that <laughs> right up front, but it's something we're focused on and is trying to. By the way, I'll just ask our listeners this. Maybe they have the same thing we do. We, we sometimes get upset with our kids, like, man, they don't do anything. And then they go to somebody else's house, mm-hmm. and they'll do everything. That's true. And it's like, okay, are we supposed to be mad at them or happy? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I know. <laughs> so they won't clean their own room, but they'll, they'll clean the Taj Mahal mm-hmm. <laughs> for free. It's like, okay. Number three. Number three. We want to teach them to love the church, not just to go to church. In it's other true. words, don't just go because you've gone your whole life. Don't just go because it's Sunday, and that's what people in our part of the country, you know, do or at least a lot of them do don't just go because it's fun you know you got friends there yeah just because you got friends there Mm -hmm. that helps and that's wonderful but we want to teach them to love the church it was very again biblically sound things about you know god planned jesus bought it with his own blood this is where god's people are these the people going to heaven you know to love that not just Mm -hmm. to go but to make it something you really really love i think that goes uh, i to me, there's a lot to be said for your attitude about the church, just in your day-to-day talking about people at church and about, you know, the group there. Uh, and we can very much be in a habit of picking and picking and picking at what's going on in the church as far as people go. They're not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And we, we say this all the time, but being careful at home to make sure that we teach our kids that the church doesn't have to be perfect for us to love it and think the people are good you know that that should be what draws people to to the church is that you can love someone who isn't perfect and sometimes I think you know and I know in one way we might need to have higher standards like we should maybe expect more of people who have members of the church and whatever but sometimes I think we show a lot more grace to people outside the church than we do the people inside the church and I don't think it should be that way. I think those people need just as much grace for, you know, from us that they're not going to be perfect, but they're trying, and at least they're there and trying, <laughs> making an attempt. And so I, I think that's fair to say and be sure that when you talk about your church family that it's in maybe more glowing terms than, mm-hmm. than what's wrong. Right. And also, again, that you tie it to the divine side of things and not everything about the church is about just the people you go with it's about jesus and it's about going to heaven and so again just just loving that and 
and uh, not just going. You know, hopefully you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that that you love the, the that just the church in general. You know, everything it stands for. All right, four, and you wrote this one down in quotation marks, <laughs> and you wrote down first principles. Why'd you put that? In quotation marks, first of all. And then what do you mean specifically? Well, uh, I put it in quotation marks just because it was just a title that was going to be more. than. But I think just making sure that I want to make sure they know that the basics of what we believe about our our faith, the doctrine, and so they know maybe why do we believe that baptism is essential for salvation. Why do we sing without an instrument? Why do we, you know, just go down the list and, and be able to articulate? Oh, but Leah, they know that. They go to church. Right. Yeah. I want to make sure they know. They really know. And, and to be able to articulate why they believe this. Because I think sometimes we can think we know and sometimes we think our kids know. But making sure they are actually able to explain and go to the Bible that hopefully you've taught them <laughs> that they can trust and see that there is a reason why we believe, you know, this is how we worship. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why we do this every week. And just not, not to take it for granted that just because they're a part of that every week that they know why. Mm-hmm. Because somebody else will try to tell them why they don't need to do that. Or that it doesn't matter. Right. So we need to make sure they can, they have the thoughts in their head like, oh, I believe this is true because, and be able to understand while they're doing it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you may, if you want to write first principles down on your list of things you want to know, you, you may put other specific Yeah, you probably, this there. could be its own little right, <laughs> category. Exactly. exactly. But, That's why I put it in quotation marks. Yeah, but, but the, point, the point stands that there are certain yeah. things that we just kind of assume they know because mm-hmm. they go every Sunday or because they're in Bible class. And the fact of the matter is they may, and to kind of piggyback off what you said, they may know them as facts, but like you said, articulating them and knowing where to go in the Bible to prove those things, that's a different deal. And can I just say that probably a lot of us parents could improve on, on that oh, yeah. ourselves. And so don't don't worry that you might have to go do some digging yourself before you try to teach this to your kids, and that would be good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be good for me to to really dig in about some specific verses so I have them in my mind about certain things, you know, and just make that a personal thing with me. But if you feel like, well, I don't know how to tell them why, well, then find out. Mm-hmm. You know, you need that as much as they do, but yeah. but it's good for them to hear it from you. Exactly. So. And so those are those are wonderful things for family devotionals. They're also wonderful things just for almost like projects. Hey, we're not going to do a family devotional mm-hmm. this week on this, but by next Thursday, we expect mm-hmm. you to know five verses that relate to whatever right. subject it is you're talking about, baptism or instrumental music or, or whatever it happens to be. Or maybe find some kind of little you know, resource or tract from you know, Apology Express or, or House to House yeah, or like, Yeah, they're, technically yeah. their publishing is Glad Tidings Publishing, if you Google it, they're, right. they're where all the tracts come from, so House to House, Heart to Heart. Find, find some little things that maybe give them, especially if you have older kids, give them the, here's some information or here's a little book or whatever, but here, I want you by the end, of, like that's a great idea, like at the end of the week, I want you to write down some, you know, five main things that we can know about this topic yeah. that you want to remember. Right. So, so. That, you know, again, you, you may list different things under that. You know, some people may put apologetics under first principles, but whatever, right. the, the, main, yeah. the point still stands. All right, next, we, we just wrote down the idea of just God-given roles. 
and again broad umbrella because that could be roles in the church that could be roles at home roles in society but what is it that God wants men to do what is it that God wants women to do what is it that God wants parents to do what is it that God wants children to do your kids are obviously being told every possible perversion of the truth mm-hmm. you know e- even if you homeschool them even if you take them to church every Sunday they are still being told every possible twisted version of what God has said is the roles of men and women adults children employee right. employer <laughs> authority figure not a, you name the role so what does God's word say about just God given roles elders in the church um, wives in the home you know government governmental authorities et cetera et cetera et cetera that's right, and just being able, and there again, making that, especially with older kids, something that they can maybe dig in for themselves to find out, just to be able to say, what does the Bible say about that? Let's, let's see if you can find out some things, and I think that would be an awesome thing, and kids need to know that, because exact, you were exactly right, they're not going to learn it from the world, Mm-mm. and it's not traditional anymore to, to live out God-given roles in the, in the society and in the home. So, you know, what is it that God would have a wife to be and a mm-hmm. husband to be and, and the role of the children in the home and that type of thing, just to be able to make sure they understand, here's what the Bible teaches about that. Right, and, and one of the things I'll just say, I don't want to get, get off on a soapbox or tangent here, but with any of these, whether it's like you said, in the home, mom, dad, husband, wife, kids, or in the church, elders, you know, or... Um, governmental authorities in, in, in the world or whatever, one of the things that we need to make sure we teach them is, is not just here's the role, here's the role, here's the role, but that God honors every one of those roles. Mm-hmm. And He wants us to. He wants us to honor, you know, what He has laid down for women in the home. That's honorable. You know, when He talks about, you know, that, yes, elders are to be men, you know, and women can't be elders. Doesn't mean they're dishonored in the church. Women still have an honored position mm-hmm. in the church. We teach them to honor, even though it's a submissive role, it's still an honorable role. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure we instill that in them too, that whatever role it is you're playing, if you're doing it to God's glory, it's an honorable thing. Right. It's not a you know, a doormat kind of thing or a lesser thing. That, um, But God is a God of organization in every, you know, uh, arena of life and everything he puts out there is honorable and and that it, it's for your good mm-hmm. and for the good of society in the home and the church so there's there's that idea too that it's not just you know he gave he he did give us different roles for different purposes for the well-being it's kind of like similar to when you read about all the roles of different uh people in the bible like evangelists and teachers and you know like all that ephesians 4 yeah yeah. but the whole purpose of that and also like first corinthians first corinthians chapter 12 i think where it's Mm -hmm. the different parts of the body Mm -hmm. are supposed to work together and function and and present it to them that way so that they i mean in that we we teach that a lot was it pertains to like talents in the church and that's the way we apply it usually but also that's true for you know, God made people men. He made people women. And he made people, you know, older and younger so that there are different roles we play. And when everyone's doing their part, then everything works more beautifully. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. All right, next on the list. 
basic home care slash management. <laughs> I you, wrote this one. I'll say you're, you're giggling, which means you wrote it down. Plus, it's readable, which means you wrote it down. <laughs> Why did you write this one down? It's something you want your kids to know before we leave the house. Basic home care. Is, <laughs> it, is it just simply so they don't come back home? Is that no. right? It's just, you know, I always think, okay, I don't want them to be the, the, the person that I want them to know, you know, how to do a good job, like cleaning the floor or cleaning a bathroom. It's like, here's how you go about doing this where it's a good job. Kind of like going back to the work ethic thing, but still, like, there are certain ways you do things, you know? and uh, just to be able to know possibly how to, to make, just take care of the home, you know, even, you know, in whatever way it is, it might be, it might be uh, cleaning, or it might just be taking care of the yard, or sweeping off the deck, just things like that, that they need to just do to keep, upkeep the house. So you're saying that our family devotionals tonight's going to be cleaning the kitchen? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's a, a good, idea. and it, it's one of those things that, again, you just assume they know because they live in your house, but do they really? Yeah. And if, you know, if something were to happen to you or when they go away to college or whatever, are they going to be able to even be able to do a load of laundry or, right. you know, keep their room remotely neat and, and taken and care of? And this is so hard for me because I think sometimes it's like, I, I want them to do, I don't want to be overbearing and expect more of them, I mean, than they are kids. But, you know, the older they get, they they ought to be able to handle a lot. A lot. <laughs> I think back of the, back old pioneer days where, you know, kids were getting married when they were like 16 yeah. years old. So, yeah, you could probably, Mr. 15 and 16, Miss yeah. 16, go and, you know, do this job over here, and you you have the capability. <laughs> we don't we don't have to vacuum our floor, kids. Yeah. They were churning butter. Yeah, they were you know buying the cow, yeah. <laughs> sure. milking the cow to churn the butter. Speaking of buying stuff, the last thing you wrote down. How about that segue? Yeah, is this personal finances? You know, and again, let's let's tie this to the practical, but also the biblical. God's word has a lot to say about money, and that needs to be taught in the home of. You know, for example, we're not just writing a check or giving a few bills to the the church on Sunday just because you know the the elders said to. We're doing that because we want to honor the Lord and because it's commanded. And you know, why? Where are those verses? What's that talk about? You know, does God have anything to say about debt? You better believe He does. Mm-hmm. You know, does God have anything to, to say about savings? You better believe He does. And but you don't hear that stuff talked about in church all that much. So guess who it's up to? Mm-hmm. It's up to us to teach the kids. You know that. These things are wise, but they actually come from God's wisdom. And, you know, even in speaking of wisdom in, in Proverbs, it talks about, in, in other places, but I know Proverbs, we were just studying this in ladies' Bible class, like one of the reasons you need to do well with your money so you can use it to help other people and you, you have money to use to give to the church and get, you know, so if you're always, if you never get to that point, then you miss out on being able to actually help others mm-hmm. and give more to the church. And, and so that's one reason it's important. But, you know, have in mind certain things. Like, I, you know, honest, our kids are getting to this age where it's like at some point I want them to understand about, like, taxes and, and what it all means, how you go about, how do you go about doing that? Because, you know, depending on your different jobs, it's not always just done for you. And, right. you know, just really need to... Make sure they know this kind of thing, and make sure they know maybe how to work with a budget. And and that's something I really want us to focus on that we haven't really. I mean, we've tried to teach them about, you know, 
maybe the value of a dollar and making sure they you know, give. We could probably do better about that, but like here's some money and oh that costs you don't have that much money, you know. We've done that for a long time, but still the being able to, for them to know exactly like I think it's gonna be good for them to see and some parents might struggle with this, but I think it's good for your kid and your family. They need to know how much you're making so that they can see the bills that you're paying and what you're doing with your money. I mean, I guess you could come up with a fake budget, but I don't think there's anything wrong with them seeing. Like, here's what mom and dad do, and here's what we've been blessed with. If you want to tie it to spiritual things, then... Yeah. If, if for nothing, if for no other reason, or if nothing else, I should say, it's good to know, you know, just to have the lights on in this house and, and, and the air conditioning costs X number a month, and they're going... Well, that's more than they need a year. But working on that for an extended time where they say that's not just the one time. This is an every month right. kind of thing. This is, a, a, you know, how much every month we, we spend on our groceries. And this is how much we spend on the lights and on the water. And, and this, this is why we can't go out to eat every single right. time. Because just, did you realize to, that meal costs $63 and you got to, you know, get gas at some point. And, and just seeing it on paper. Like right. literally having them... You know, see, here's the limit. Here's the money. It's not. It's like the old Dave Ramsey thing. You know, it's finite. Right. There's the the limit that you have, and you just subtract and you subtract, and then if you you have to rearrange if there's not enough in there to go around. Mm-hmm. So now let me ask a very obvious question: Are there other things we want to teach our kids? Of course. Yep. Like we said at the beginning, you want to teach them everything, but if you sit down quite literally for five minutes. Probably the first handful of things that pop in your mind are probably the things you're going to want to focus on the most because they're, mm-hmm. they're just in your thinking constantly. But what we're trying to do through this podcast is, okay, they're in your mind, and maybe you put them on paper. But do you have any plan, any ideas, any resources whatsoever to actually teach yeah. them? Implement. Or do you just figure, hey, because I think it's a big deal, they'll somehow learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be some concept of, again, family devotionals, resources, something where are you going to teach them everything? No. Are you going to teach them those things perfectly? No. But when they are finished being in your home, you know, as, as 17, 18, 19-year-olds, you can say, we gave an awesome, you know, a great shot. I would say just pick, like if we, right now we have what? Seven different topics just off, like you were saying, off the top of our heads. And then thinking about, let's pick two or three and just say the next month or two, let's implement and here's how are we going to go about doing it? Because I'll tell you what we struggle with. We'll do this, and then it, we don't have a plan to, to mm-hmm. finish it. So we need to, and I would imagine we're probably not alone with that, but just to be able to finish it and make a plan to teach. Like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what, here would be a good idea to teach work ethic, a good work ethic. Ethic. Can't get that word out. Kids, go mow the yard. But not just that. But, like, here's what that means to do it, do it well. You know, we're going to make sure this and the, this is done and this is done. and Or with the apologetics, you know, like, here's certain topics. We're going to find some stuff for you to read and think about, you know, make a little plan. Absolutely. So we hope these things have encouraged you. Um, we said we're going to get officially off schedule next for the next podcast because we're actually going to release an episode next week instead of in two weeks. How about that for a tease? Hmm. But it's going to be a short episode, and we, we can promise it will be short. How about that? I'm, okay. I'm holding us to it. All right. It'll be less than five hours. Um, <laughs> no, it, it'll be short, and we'll explain that on the next episode, which we hope you will listen to next Friday. 
Leah, I love you. I love you. And until next time, remember your family can go to heaven. Just make sure you go there together.